Well, um, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to speak on today or what I'm going to challenge you with. I'm going to let you guess. And I don't think it's going to take you very long to figure it out. But you can just bear with me. I'm going to read you a few verses of Scripture. And in the end, there's going to be a quiz. All right? When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. That's Romans chapter 12, verse 13. That NLT there, that's a New Living Translation. That's God's chosen translation, if you didn't know that. It's my favorite translation. We have discussions about that with staff, but I'm right and they're wrong. So just so you know that. Now, if you want to read a translation that you can understand, the NLT is the best. I love it. So that's what I preach out of, and that's what you're going to get today. So. Secondly, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. You catching on a little bit? That's in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 9, in the New Living Translation. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2 says, So an elder must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must be able to teach. Are you getting a little bit of a pattern here? No? A lot of blank stares. Well, I'll give you another one then, okay? Titus chapter 1, verse 8 says, Rather he must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must love what is good. He must live wisely and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. And if you still don't know what I'm talking about today, I'll give you one more chance. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2 says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. You got it. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Let me pray for us this morning. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity we had to sing and to worship you. And it just brings me to what it will be like someday when we're all in heaven praising you together. No matter what language or tongue or tribe or nation or the color of our skin, Lord, we will be worshiping you all together in one voice. Look forward to that. Be with us today as we challenge one another and encourage each other from the word. And may you be honored and glorified in all we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, our topic today is hospitality. And I want to challenge us this week to consider what hospitality looks like in our own personal life and what it looks like in the life of our church and why that's important for us as Christians. Okay? First of all, in your personal life, let's talk about hospitality. What does that have to do with hospitality? Man, you know, I looked a long time to find a picture of this. Back when I was about Cole's age, maybe a little younger than that, a friend of mine from church here, Alvin Wilhelm, used to call me, and he'd find out when I was off from school, if I had a Monday off, he'd call me and say, hey, Joel, I need to change the transfer case on my old Dodge Ram. You don't have school today, why don't you come out and help me? Because it's a Dodge, it always needs parts, all right? I'm sorry if you like Dodge. That's just kind of the way it is. This is about what Alvin's old Dodge pickup looked like. 
And uh, we used to have a fun time getting under there and changing out parts and fixing things. I'll never forget the day, and I, I'm sure we were probably going to Grand Rapids to get some parts for this Dodge. But I was out at his house, and we got in his truck, and we were on our way to Grand Rapids. You know, that's in northern Minnesota. He was in, living in a little town called Goodland. And it's probably a half hour away, and we're driving down the road, and here's a guy with his thumb out. He's bumming a ride. Well, if you know Alvin, he pulls over and picks the guy up. Okay? I slide over in the middle, and the guy gets in, and Alvin says, where are you going? Going to Grand Rapids. Well, so are we. Where do you want us to drop you off? Now, if that was me, if I'm real honest, I'd say, okay, I'm going to the hardware store. I'll drop you off there. You find your way wherever else you're going to town. But not Alvin, because he has the gift of hospitality. So what does he do? He says, where are you going? The guy says, well, I'm going to the hospital. My wife's going to have a baby. Well, that would just open up a whole other can of worms for Alvin. She's like, well, open up that glove compartment right there and pull out one of those little Gideon New Testaments. And while you're waiting in the waiting room for your wife to have a baby, maybe you need to start reading the Bible. Because you're going to be a husband and a father, and there's a lot of responsibility on you, and here's a great way to start. Hospitality doesn't have to be in your home having a meal. You agree with me? We tend to think that way, but I think Alvin showed hospitality to that guy, even though we had a beat-up old Dodge pickup. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Now, we don't show hospitality to figure out whether or not the person we're showing hospitality to is an angel, okay? You missed the whole point of that verse if that's what you're looking for. What we're really looking for is Who's God putting in our path that we need to minister to in one way or another? And I know that we live in a crazy world today. Back when Alvin and I picked that guy up on the street, it was a couple, three, thirty-some years ago. Life was a little bit different. But I still think God prompts us today to show hospitality to people and to minister to them. And I think you've got to put the fear aside and do what God called you to do. There's another guy in our church sitting over here who always carries around a couple of gallons of gas in the back of his truck. Terry Esterson has been an angel to people many times. He's driving down the road, somebody's pulled over, he just pulls up and said, did you, did you need some gas? And they look at him like, how did you know? God just sent me your way. Here, here's a gallon of gas, and he just puts gas in their car and takes off. Do you think he has entertained angels at times? Absolutely. But that's Terry's way of showing hospitality. Seeing a need and being there to provide for it. Sometimes, a couple weeks ago, Terry, you drove by, right? And God said, you got to go back. Turned around and went back. Was late for Bible study that morning. But we gave him a little grace. Just a little. (laughs) 
How do you show hospitality? Or how should you show hospitality? There's another guy in our church. I just saw him. Are you over here, Dale? There he is. Dale showed hospitality to somebody a few years ago. I was sitting in my office thinking of ways we show hospitality, and I could come from my life, but I thought, I'm going to share from other people's lives in church. I don't know if you know, but Dale, a couple of years ago, was driving down the road. About this time of the year, stuff was beginning to melt, you know. Ice was getting off of lakes, little ponds, ditches. He watched somebody go in the ditch with a car, and the car started to submerge into water. Dale stopped, jumped out of his truck, dove into water, and pulled people out of his car. That's the way he showed hospitality. I just want you to think of that in your personal life today as, as we talk about hospitality and the way that you can be all that God's called you to be as somebody who is hospitable. Matthew chapter 10, missed it, talks about even having a cup of cold water in your hand can be showing hospitality to somebody. You don't have to make a large meal. You don't have to make a big presentation. It can be when God prompts you to offer a cup of cold water to somebody. So why should we be hospitable? It's not my gift. I'm kind of a shy person. I don't like talking to people. Why should we be hospitable? I know the Bible says so. That's the Sunday school answer, right? Legitimate questions, legitimate concerns, but I think the reason why we need to be hospitable is because God does not throw inconsequential things into our lives without reason. You can call it circumstances, coincidences. I don't think God throws those inconsequential things into our lives for no reason whatsoever. Right? Because according to Psalm 139.16, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. If we really believe that, that God said he recorded every one of our days, then we also know that he planned those events and opportunities for us to minister. So why should we be hospitable? Because God planned it into your life. And I can plan it out of my life. I can find ways to stay busy so that I don't have time to stop and give somebody gas or give them a ride or take somebody somewhere or jump into cold water and pull somebody out. I imagine you had to go home, Dale, after that and change clothes before you went to work. Might have been a little bit of an inconvenience in your day. But just imagine with me for a second if Dale would have woke up that morning and said, God, Show me an opportunity to show hospitality to you. That can happen to you in this next week. If you're willing to say, God, use me. Help me to be hospitable somehow, someway, somewhere to somebody that you put in my path. In a minute, I'm going to have you take out a little piece of paper out of your bulletin. This little green sheet here. And I'm going to ask you to write some things down, but before you start on that, I want to challenge you. I want to make sure you all understand what I'm talking about here. 
why this is important in the life of a believer. Imagine with me that you're having a really dark day. Like life is a struggle for you. Maybe somebody that you know has passed on or is close to passing on. Maybe you failed as a parent or as a spouse. You've done some things that you're really struggling with. Imagine when you're in the midst of that dark day and somebody comes up to you and offers a kind word. Somebody comes to you and says, God laid down my heart, how do I pray? Do you think that would make a difference in your life? It was about, I don't know, a month or two ago, I was just really stressed with a few things that were going on in my life in that week, and I probably had to preach that week as well, so that, that's a little out of my element or what I'm used to doing, and I think uh, there was a funeral that week at church that I had to do, and a few other things, and I was really feeling stressed. And I came into church one day, and I didn't even get to my office, and a friend of mine called me on my cell phone and said, hey, how are you doing today? God brought your, you to my heart about three times this morning, and I've been praying for you. Is there something I need to be praying specifically about? Wow. That was just what I needed at that time. Now put yourself in his shoes. It's kind of odd to call somebody. You don't know what's going on in the world. If, if you, know, you just had bad breakfast and you, know, you got a little indigestion or if God's really speaking to you. But it's really cool when you obey God and you're able to minister. Now look at that green sheet of paper. And it talks about personal goals. I want you to think of ways that you, in this next week, might be able to show hospitality to somebody. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's to one of your family members or your spouse. Maybe it's to your kids. Maybe it's just providing margin in your life so that you have an opportunity if God throws somebody in your way that doesn't have gas. But I want you to get your spiritual antennas up a little bit this week and just wake up and before your feet hit the floor, maybe say, hey God, help me to show hospitality to someone today. And then see where he takes you that week. You might be amazed when you start looking for opportunities for hospitality. It might destroy your day. You might not do the things you had planned to do, but maybe... It's exactly what God wanted you to do. All right, while you're writing that down, I want to move on to showing hospitality in our church. Interesting, if you were at our annual meeting, I shared about the struggles that we're going through in our church. Um, we... We have a great church. We're called the Growing Family After God's Heart, and we're encouraging people to join our growing family. And God keeps bringing people in our doors. And if you're a visitor here today, you know, you're going you're to get a little bit of our inside secrets of what we do around here to make people feel welcome. But we have a whole team of people in black shirts that are called our hospitality team. It's not by accident they're called that. And their job is to greet people at the door. But that isn't the only thing that we do. 
You see, in a minute, you're going to be challenged to fill out a sheet of paper if you're new here, and you give us some information on you. And, and if you fill that out, you'll get a handwritten note from whoever is up here on Sunday. So you'll get a handwritten note from me Monday morning. I'll go into my office, and one of the first things I'll do is write a handwritten note to that person saying, thanks for coming. Uh, I'd love to have you back again. And then the week after that, you're going to get a form letter from my office that says, hey, I'm Pastor Joel. Here's some of the things that we do in our church. This is my contact info. If we can help you in any way, we'd love to be of service to you. And then we have a link team as well. And the link team takes that information. They make phone calls. They make emails. They actually go and knock on people's doors and visit them, bring some literature from the church, say, hey, can we be of service to you? Can we be a ministry to you? Can we answer any questions about the church? How can we pray for you? We do all these kinds of things to help retain visitors at our church because we want to be hospitable. God gives us about 120 families a year that come through our doors, over two a week. But yet we're still not retaining everybody. Why is that? Are we hospitable or are we just friendly? So that's where I want to challenge you today. Because I can read some more books, and I can put some programs together, and I can make people think, well, if we just do this, then we're going to get that. But the reality is, there's no program that you can put together that takes the place of hospitality. Because that's what goes on in your heart and in your life. And it looks different for you than it does for Alvin with an old Dodge pickup. Than it does for Terry with a gallon of gas in the back of his truck. And so I want to challenge you in the life of our church, what does hospitality look like and how can you get on board with that? The reason why I want to challenge you is because I don't think this is a system issue, and if we just do certain things, then God will bring people in our church. I think it's a spiritual issue, and here's where I want to go with that. The first part of Romans chapter 12 says, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. What does the next part say? This is truly the way to worship him. The whole rest of Romans chapter 12 talks about how do we as Christians worship God. And later on in Romans chapter 12, verse 13, it says by showing hospitality to someone. I think it's a spiritual issue. It's not, a, it's not a program issue. It's not a thing that we need to try harder at. So as you look at this green sheet of paper, and you look at the life church goals that we have, I want to challenge you with something because as a church, we're called to be hospitable. And we can clean the building and we can wash the windows and we can vacuum the floor and we can have everything perfect so when people come in, 
just like you would do when somebody comes to your home. But there's an element of that that has to come from our spiritual side. And that's reaching out and touching someone. 20 years ago, hospitality was a little different than it is today. When I was a youth pastor at a church 20 years ago, there was a family in that church that every day, every Sunday, they made a meal for a home. And they made a meal big enough so that they could invite somebody to their house. And so hospitality for them meant on Sunday they looked for somebody to invite to their home to have Sunday dinner with. But that was 20 years ago. Times have changed a little bit. That was hospitality to them. 40 years ago, hospitality was even more different. Today, hospitality might mean getting an email address from somebody, sending them an email, making an appointment to visit with them, sit down and have coffee with them, have lunch with them. Maybe, dare I say it, even meet somebody at Panera. If you don't know, that's not one of my favorite restaurants in town. I'm not going to talk bad about them, I'm just going to say. Hospitality is a form of worship. It's not something that we're supposed to do because the Bible says so and because the preacher standing up front says you need to be hospitable. Hospitality, if you read the whole chapter 12 of Romans, is about worship. And it's really easy to come in here and worship when somebody is leading us in music. And I can raise my hands or I can sing or I can tap my feet and I can feel like I'm really worshiping. But part of worship is hospitality. Why do we show hospitality to somebody? Because we want to be their friend? No. Because we love God. And because he's commanded us to show hospitality. And it's going to look different for me than it is for you. And that's okay. Because if you read the whole chapter 12 of Romans, it talks about using your spiritual gifts and the way God has given them to you. And different people have different gifts. But it doesn't let you off the hook. Everybody is supposed to show hospitality. Hospitality is something that I want to challenge everybody to be a part of. And here's, here's, while you're getting ready to write down on that green sheet of paper, here's what I want to challenge you with. When you get done on a Sunday morning, and you all stand up, and everybody rushes out to get a cup of coffee, and you want to find your friend that you need to talk to because you got to set something up this week that you want to have lunch, Jim, I'm going to call you, so, you know, we need to, we need to hook up outside because we're going to have, you know, breakfast on Wednesday or something. Before I meet with Jim, before you meet with whoever you want to talk with, look for somebody that you don't know. 
Look for somebody who might be new in our church. Show hospitality to them in the way that God has created you. And for some people, that's really, really hard. I know that. And for some people, it's really easy. But God doesn't let any of us off the hook. Wouldn't it be fun to, I don't have enough friends in my life. I need more friends in my life. Wouldn't it be fun to have a church where, you know what, I don't know everybody's name, but that's okay. Because somebody knows your name. So I want you to challenge you with that. When you, when you begin to write down some church goals on that green sheet, what you would like to do, not only this week, but over the next few weeks, the next few months, how are you going to reach out and touch somebody in church here? And maybe it's somebody who goes to church here. Because you know what? The number one reason why I hear from people why they leave our church, I never connected with anybody. Never felt like I made a connection, made a friend, got to hang out with people together. I just never had that camaraderie. Maybe there's somebody that's been here for five years and you don't even know their name. Go and say hi to them. Get to know them. That might be the difference that helps them succeed. Not only at being here at Gateway Church and being a part of our growing family, but also helps them in their walk with the Lord. And maybe challenges them to be hospitable as well. We have a great church. We have lots of people who practice this all the time. And I'm very proud of the people in our church that do that. And there's probably some people that are saying, well, here's what I do, and I wish I could share all your stories from here this morning. But I can't. But I can challenge you with this. Read Romans chapter 12. And get to that verse 13 and read it as if you're a worshiper of God and you're called to do hospitality as a worshiper, not as an obligation. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you so much for our opportunity that we had here today to spend a little time in singing and worshiping you in that way. And Lord, as we spend a little more time here in worship of giving of our tithes and offerings and some of those things. Lord, help us not to forget that you've called us to be worshipers of you in the way that we treat one another and in the way that we provide hospitality. For some people here, Lord, it might mean a, a meal at their home. For others, it might be a cup of cold water to a perfect stranger. Lord, I ask that you would give us opportunities, that you would give me opportunities this week, Lord, to provide space in my schedule to show hospitality to someone. Not for my own glory, not so that I can share a story to my friends, but so that you can get honor and glory and you can be worshiped and glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.